This is City Journal Midday News for Triple R with Celie Hay, Charlotte Huston, and Ellen Blake. A woman in her 50s with COVID 19 has died in Victoria. 510 new COVID infections were recorded in the past day, slightly down on Thursday's figure. 95% of today's new cases are in the northern and western suburbs. A coalition of medical professionals, including the nurses and paramedic unions, are calling for extreme caution as Victoria eases some restrictions this weekend. Victoria has surpassed its first vaccination target, with just over 70% of the population receiving at least the first dose of the vaccine. The death toll in New South Wales continues to grow. 12 more people with COVID have died in the past day. The state recorded 1,284 new infections. There is just one in Queensland. And National Cabinet is meeting today to discuss implementing home quarantine for international arrivals. The clock is ticking for all construction workers to get vaccinated or risk being barred from their work sites. From midnight on Thursday, they'll be required to show evidence that they've had at least their first jab. The head of the Civil Contractors Federation, John Kilgow, says it's important we do everything possible to keep the sector operating. Look, the key message is uh, vaccination is the roadmap out of uh, the restrictions and the lockdowns that are currently being deployed. So we're encouraging all construction workers and all members of society to be vaccinated. 43,000 people have left Victoria since the start of the pandemic. Australian Bureau of Statistics figures show Victoria was the only state to record a decline in population. Meanwhile, Queensland's population is booming, with close to 44,000 people heading to the Sunshine State. However, Dr Meg Elkins from the School of Economics, Finance and Marketing at RMIT says the fact people are leaving Victoria in their thousands may have an upside. These numbers leaving are, are to some extent, an equilibrium level, that infrastructure can catch up, that perhaps we don't have the same amount of traffic on the road and we're not pushing limits uh, um, as we previously did. Up to 360 workers in Melbourne are on strike today, calling for better pay and job security. Aaron Malone from the Australian Manufacturing Workers Union says some workers have been in uncertain employment in Cadbury for more than a decade, and until now, they've been asking nicely for change. What's happened during COVID out there is they've been busier than ever. The company's bragging that they've made record profits, record productivity, and everything else. And right now, the, the wage off is still not standard. Some of them been, have been doing it for 13 years, 14 years, and they're still just waiting, asking, waiting for the company to do the right thing. Victorian stonemasons who are at risk of the deadly illness silicosis can now receive free treatment and screening. The Alfred Hospital has launched Australia's first ever occupational respiratory clinic in partnership with WorkSafe Victoria to screen workers for silica, a common mineral found in sand and types of rock. Silicosis, a fatal illness that inflames the lungs, is caused by exposure to the dust. Silicosis Society General Manager Trevor Torrens says it's a good step, but more is needed to be done to combat and prevent illness. It's a bit of a case of, uh, you know, shutting the bone door after the horse has bolted. Not enough is being done. There needs, more money needs to be put into research of these areas. 
Queensland will become the fifth state in Australia to legalise voluntary assisted dying. Adults who have been diagnosed with a disease that is advanced, progressing and causing intolerable suffering will be able to make a request under new legislation. Victoria has led the way in this area, passing a bill in 2017 to make euthanasia legal. National convenor of Doctors for Assisted Dying Choice, Dr Arnold Gillespie, says voluntary assisted dying provides terminally ill people with some dignity. Prior to the the passage of the bill in Victoria, when everything else failed, the only method available was to progressively increase the dose of such things until the patient was sedated and unconscious and died. It was labelled the worst electric vehicle policy in the world, and now Victoria's levy on electric vehicles is destined for the High Court. Maeve McGregor reports. A levy on electric vehicles was introduced in Victoria in July this year on the basis that electric vehicles were exempt from the fuel excise. Now, two electric vehicle owners want to take the state government to court. The two plaintiffs will use crowdfunding to pay for a high court challenge, arguing the government lacks the constitutional power to tax drivers with a road user charge. Jack McLean from Equity Generation Lawyers says his clients were concerned the tax would disincentivise Victorians from buying the vehicles. This electric vehicle tax prevents Australia from cutting its emissions and improving air quality. It's bad for the climate, it's bad for Victorians, and it may be unconstitutional. Bayer Jafari from the Electric Vehicle Council says the Victorian government should demonstrate its commitment to climate change and scrap the tax. We've told the Victorian government at the time that this is premature, it's misguided, it's going to have a devastating impact on the ability to transition to zero emissions vehicles. They didn't listen and they went ahead and without continuing to consult with experts like us. Maeve McGregor, City Journal News. And now to sport with Celie Hay. Australian swimmer Shana Jack can return to the pool after the Court of Arbitration for Sport dismissed an appeal from anti-doping authorities to uphold her four-year ban. The Commonwealth Games gold medalist tested positive for a banned substance in 2019. Jack has always claimed she hadn't taken it knowingly. Cricket Australia says the start of the Women's Big Bash League will be moved to Tasmania because of growing COVID numbers in Victoria and New South Wales. Cricket Tasmania CEO Dominic Baker says the move will have a big impact on female cricket in the island state. Great news for female sport in Tasmania as well and and the female game. And and we've had a real dedication to what we're calling internally Journey 25, which is the building of female cricket in Tasmania. Um, through to the through to 2025 and this you know will really help underpin and probably even accelerate that tickets to the AFL grand final have been snapped up in minutes as Perth prepares to host next Saturday's clash between Melbourne and Western Bulldogs now to Melbourne's weather it'll be windy with showers developing later in the day a top of 20 degrees after an overnight low of 10 Saturday picnickers can expect a partly cloudy 16-degree day with showers likely. It'll be a similar story on Sunday, although slightly warmer. This has been City Journal Midday News for Triple R with Celie Hay, Shard Huston and Ellen Blake.